Alex Jones is just... He's hilarious. I listen to him every day. <laughs> Ted, all it's time to perfect your... Uh... If you're a new listener, just type in Pentagon-tested gay bomb on Iraq. <laughs> they consider, well, they didn't consider using it. They've used it on our troops. In Vietnam, they'd spray PCP on the troops. Jacob's oh, Ladder. Yeah. <laughs> you think PCP? Some horse tranquilizer something? <laughs> they got stuff that'll whack your brain permanently. <laughs> He sounds like someone from trips. WWE. He sounds like JR. He's yeah. yeah. really nanotech that already re engineer their brains. Now, there it is, the gay oh, bomb. Wait, wait. The gay bomb. Look it up for yourself. I mean, this is what they're. What do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. <laughs> and I'm not saying people didn't naturally have homosexual feelings. I'm not even getting into it, quite frankly. I mean, give me a break. You think I'm like, oh, shocked by it. Some of you are bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. (laughs) Do you understand that? (laughs) 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 I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. He reminds me. It's the best. Do you know, he he reminds me of uh, a Scooby-Doo villain. (laughs) 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 The guy from Star Wars. It's funny you say the Scooby Doo because there's someone at my work who looks like a Scooby Doo villain. Like, like (laughs) what is the look of a Scooby Doo villain? Like, where you're not sure if it's a guy or a girl, and they've got like this weird like '80s hairstyle going on, and it's like you could rip their face off, and it's like someone underneath. They want to wear your skin, kind of, yeah. You get the pump. Like you're coming day and night. Hey Josh, I'm going to the gym. What are you doing later? I'm coming day and night. That's terrible. Go all you ready to go? Let's that do this. <laughs> Dude, that Arnold video is one of my favorites, like, of all time. It's so funny. Do you know his first million was made off of real estate? I did. Really? Because he refused to be a B movie actor. Yeah. I mean, most Ooh. of his movies now are B movies, but back in the day, they were A movies. It's like uh, Sylvester Stallone. Well, I watched this. I watched a documentary on him. So, yeah, I watched. That's him. a good. That that the pump is a good documentary. Is it's the about. Pump? There's also that one. There's a pump. There's a. Was it? Is it something iron or is something it? about Generation Iron? Yes, Generation Iron. That's another good one. That's not just him, but yeah. Yeah, that's about uh, Mr. Universe, like bodybuilder stuff, right? Yeah, no, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jingle all the way. He's turbo time. Turbo time. <laughs> I like him when he's, when he's reciting the reindeer. Dancer Branson Goose. <laughs> Dancer Branson It's very funny. Here's to you, Dad. Okay. You guys ready to do this? Mm. Who's, going up? Who's going up next? Fine. Ready. You want to go or you want me to go? Okay. You ready for this? All right. Nicole's got this. All, all right. right. She's oh, up. It's all right. Let's go. <laughs> She was like, I hate my job. I'm going to burn this mother down. And I was like, you better not. You better not. Sir, I thought she said it was an electrical fire. Totally electrical. It's like the 4th of July in there. It's Welcome very, it's to the uh, Orange County podcast. I'm confused. I am your host, Josh Peterson. Actually, it's called Topic Topicocalypse, and I was quoting Orange County. That was a classic Jack Black line that nobody remembers. Um, nope. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm joined here by Brian Kane, PhD. Hey, what's up? And... 
big dog Jay Linehan. I swear I'm gonna punch you in the face. And I mean, he can reach across the table. No, I'm kind of. I think I'm gonna like the. What are you gonna do? Because you're talking mad game, but normally <laughs> no, the person you go this to. Is like, this is like the row of seats after the splash zone at SeaWorld. Like you know you're safe. Right oh, there. so you compare me to the whale, <laughs> dude? Josh, <laughs> not oh, cool. Geez, speaking of that, did you know they found a chemical in McDonald's fries that stops uh, your hair from falling out? So there's gonna allegedly. Be a lot of, like, Gonna be a lot of really obese people with beautiful heads of hair walking around soon. So, would you rather have a full head of hair or coronary heart failure? Um, well, I have to think about that. Uh, okay, you could have we'll, both if you eat McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the best of both. Worlds. No longer is this a world where you have to choose. Right, right. I would have taken coronary heart failure. Would you over a beautiful head of hair? Would I don't know? have a beautiful no, head no, of hair. No. My hair sucks. If you had coronary heart failure you would also have a beautiful head of hair oh that's right yeah they go together yeah well what did john wayne died with three pounds of steak in his stomach and a bourbon in his hand so was that john candy murica murica all right um nicole this is her uh first her fourth first, never, you never did fourth first time yeah um all right. So First time leading a topic. Yes. Yeah. We're all very excited. How do you feel about the activity of podcasting? You know, like, I really enjoy it. I've yeah. listened to a few few of them now, and it's been fun. I'm starting my own blog, so I'm kind of yeah. trying to learn some and stuff here. Where can, where can we? Where, yeah. Hey, we got this. Where can listeners find this? Um. Well, it's not up yet, but I will be having a blog, which... I'll post it on Instagram so people will see the link there. That's okay. pretty much what Is it vlog or blog? It's a vlog, but I'm going to also blog. Gotcha. So I will be putting it on YouTube, but it will also be on my blog. Awesome. Okay, cool. I won't be able to see it, but Josh can tell me about it. You can't, you're we'll not even allowed to look at YouTube. We'll show you. I'm not on social media. We'll show you. YouTube, oh, YouTube, I can, I, YouTube, I'll, yeah, I can deal with it. Do you consider YouTube a social media? If you... I think we talked about this last time. If I wasn't here last time. No, no, no. I'm saying if you engage in the social aspect of YouTube, that is, if you're in the comments, then it's social media. If you're passively watching videos, it's just media. Fair. What about if you're posting videos? Mm. If you have the comments disabled, then no. It's not social media. But I want to know how much people like me. And That's social media. You have to be on social media. You're trying to run a company, man. Yeah. Every thumbs up is one point in my confidence. Uh, what are thumbs down worth? Skill tree. And then that's like... Um, but it's good because he's not being overconfident. Yeah. That A. Sure, we just talked about this. We need a dislike no, button we, on Facebook. We talked about this on the last episode. Hey, that would actually like... I don't think that would be very good for people because there's a lot of crazy people on Facebook and... That's true. A thumbs down. You just be enabling trolls. I got a thumbs down on one of my videos I made last week, and uh, how do you feel? You still reeling? Well, I mean, I was, was I video? started listening to My Chemical Romance and I was writing poems. So Perfect. Just it, yeah, uh, that's what we all do. Hello, darkness, so my old friend. <laughs> yeah. Simon and Garfunkel, classic. That's right. Hey, so my dad told me that he went to see a Simon and Garfunkel concert, and I asked him what that was like. And if they handed out pillows at the door, and he didn't think that was that funny to him, but it was funny to me. At least he didn't laugh at your joke. He could have. He's doing you a favor. Doing you a favor. 
All right, Nicole, you have a topic for us. Yeah. What is mm-hmm. going on in the life of Nicole? So I really enjoyed your topic on New Year's resolutions. So shout out to JB. James Benjamin. What up, JB? Yes. So um, I actually successfully accomplished my New Year's resolution this past year. And <laughs> Bravo. We're going to put some applause and posts. So All right. Listen to that. I, I wanted to talk about kind of how i got there which was boundaries so boundaries are key they're so important and i feel like a lot of people don't reach their goals because they don't understand boundaries and they don't know how to set them so i don't know has everybody quit their new year's resolution by now i'm still working on it okay it was it was no eating food from a paper bag i set a goal not to set any so i'm succeeding so far oh nice work nice work low expectations hey if you don't set goals you're never disappointed right but you're never amazed either (laughs) that's true so without boundaries i think that goals are just ideas there's it's just these things that people People want to see. They're kind of just like these dreams that they just put out into the universe that really don't really, they don't mean anything. And I, I believe that, uh, yeah, with, without boundaries, they're just ideas. So, Do you think that people who are more likely to set boundaries or not set boundaries, is there something that's like a personal trait or behavioral trait that they have? Like if they're lazy, they're not going to set boundaries because they're not seeing this all the way through. Do so you think there's like a correlation to that? Or? Totally. So um, I think that the thing it, that they don't have is self-control or discipline. But these are things that are learned. So when you set boundaries, you learn self-control. You under like, moderation. It's, it's something that it's something that's built. Mm-hmm. So when when you say boundaries, do you mean like a boundary between your personal life and your personal goals? So, so like for for your example of not eating anything out of a paper bag. So that's more in the terms of fast food, right? And Mickey's. Okay, great. <laughs> that's a malt liquor for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> Or for look. Oh, that's we're aware. <laughs> so a boundary for that would be not driving on certain streets. Maybe you're tempted to go to Carl's Jr. because that's that's what the one you like. Sure. You're like, you know what? I know there's a Carl's Jr. on Valley View, so I'm going to avoid Valley View. Mm-hmm. So that's a boundary you set that assists you in achieving your goal. So like it triggers. Yeah, like you remove. Yeah, you remove things from your life that tempt you to derail from your plan. Okay. What if you have a goal that's more like socially oriented? Like JB had the example of he wanted to um, write in a journal every day. I think is a great idea and a great thing to have. What kind of boundaries would you have if you're doing something? So I understand what you're saying mm-hmm. with like, oh, there's food. Okay, don't have this food in the house. Don't drive by this street. Totally makes sense. Totally agree with you. With a social aspect, what kind of like boundaries and triggers can you set to help do something like that? And in JB's case, uh, writing to a writing to a journal. Yeah. Okay. So if I wanted to make the that resolution, then. So that would be something that I was going to do every day, if I remember correctly. I believe so. And so we have plenty of time in our day. The thing is that we just fill it up with random stuff. Right. So if you 
say his issue with journaling is that he isn't he's not making time for it so you would create a boundary that would help you create time so social media maybe that's something that you need to set a boundary on maybe 15 minutes a day so that you have the time to sit down and journal gotcha that's a good point like my actual resolution was to learn how to say no to people mm. and like i am at the point where i still can't do it like because i i look at it if someone asked me to do something like um uh, but you know chad smith shout out to hyper schmidt um he asked me to help him shoot a music video and i was like okay i'll help you and then he's like hey but you have to be out at this beach at four in the morning and i was like that's nah, probably not gonna happen man um but i was trying to weigh the risk and reward so i was thinking like he's helped me out with stuff so yeah maybe i owe it to him to do something like this for him but at the same time he's not going to give me any credit for helping him with this video so where is you know where's the the boundary for that i guess like i wanted to say no because i wasn't going to get anything out of it but then i look at choices that i have to make as in like and this is selfish of me i guess but like what am i going to get out of this it's a good quid pro quo yeah i wonder though why do you feel the need that he's you know done a lot for you and you have to make it up like isn't it okay to exist in a world where people do things and favors for friends without expecting something back yeah yeah and that's totally irrational thinking but like i I don't know. I have this idea. You're a people pleaser, I'm, aren't you, I'm a Josh? people pleaser. Yeah, and that's, and that's my it's, big problem. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a bad trait to have because it's better be better to be a people pleaser than someone who, like, oh, just disregards everybody at every turn. Right, right. And it's just hard for me to set boundaries in that situation, like, where... Because I'm always, like, my mind goes to the farthest, like, limits of, like, oh, man, this guy's going to hate me if I say no. But it's actually, like, doesn't really care that much. So it, it's, it's a tough thing. Well, let's, let's practice... And <laughs> and work on something you can say no to. Josh, I'm super broke. Can I borrow like 500 bucks and I'll pay you back next week? And just don't cash the check till next month. You got it, man. <laughs> See, you're supposed to say no, Josh. Couldn't do it. No. Yeah. There it is. But it's like, I know that's a very like silly example, but there's a point to, you were talking about setting a boundary. There's more to setting a boundary than just like, it's like you said, Josh, those triggers it's really important to know, like, for example, work that you have. You have to set like a certain day at work to just stop working because you have other things you want to work on. And then you also need a break from like doing the podcast and you're doing like four or five different shows, whatever it is. If you don't set boundaries, say, hey, I can only do this time to this time. If you continue to manipulate and worm your way around to just make your schedule work and just you are the one who's always bending. Um, people are going to notice that. And then that's when it, it I hate to say it, but people have the opportunity to take advantage of you totally it will be abused right yeah that's a and that's a great way to set a boundary for yourself is creating a schedule of things that you need to get done and then working around that framework so that that then becomes your boundary line okay all right what was your new year's resolution that you accomplished last year uh to read the bible in a year and i don't read (laughs) wow How's it going so far? Oh, I finished. That's my last Did year. Did you? Oh, well, okay. Last year. So what kind of, you know, so obviously knowing you you don't read kind of actively, um, when you were going in, did you have reservations? Did you like build up to like reading in like December? Like everyone knows how to read, but like, oh, I'm going to start to read like an article or whatever a week to get used to this idea of having reading in my life mm-hmm. or just on January 1st where you're like, here we go. 
Well, I how, sorry. Did you, go ahead. How did you do it? Did you start at Genesis or did you like do the, like the jump around did. plan? There was a book okay. that um, you read the Old Testament and the New Testament at the same time. Okay. I do read the Bible. It's just not something that I read every day. So it was something that I had like it was going on in my life. Sure. So it wasn't brand new. But the boundaries that I set for myself were things like I'm reading it to read it. I'm not reading it to study it and comprehend everything. So it was a boundary that I set in order to actually achieve. It's awesome. Now you say you, when you do study and stuff like through Bible school or whatever it is, when you go through a passage a second time in more of a, I don't want to call your, the way you did it casual, but more of a, you're doing it for that reading sense in your second passage. Did you take something different than what you took out of it when you did like Bible school or anything like that? Or did you just recall that same thing and you go, Oh, I kind of remember this and then just make your way through. I definitely learned new things. Um, Especially because there's so much of the Bible that I had never even read. So, do you have to limit like other activities that you were doing to make time to read the Bible? Totally. And there was times where I didn't end up doing it every day. My goal was to read it in a year, so not necessarily to read it every day. Okay. But so there would be times where I'd have to like set aside an hour. Okay. So that's kind of boundaries too, like you're setting. In your own life. Yeah. We talked about it with JB as well, but there's a lot to New Year's resolutions, which is, are you doing this for like extrinsic value or intrinsic value? Extrinsic meaning for people outside, you want the recognition. You want people to say, oh, you're reading that. That's such a great job. Right. Or was it more intrinsic value, which is, this is kind of like a me thing. This is like a helpful for myself, kind of my soul, anything like that. Yeah, that definitely helped me accomplish it because it was something that I felt like I wanted to do for myself and so that I could grow as a person, not so that I just claim it or, you know, get any extrinsic and extrinsic extrinsic. Value. Yeah. 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 Um, anything, did you learn anything that like from this that applied to other aspects of your life, like the boundary setting, because it, it you know, you can learn something by applying a task or a chore to a trivial object, but then you learn the task and it applies to other things in your life, like through relationships, friendships, relationship through parents, whatever it is. Um, did anything like bleed over? Um, like just the practice of it, the practice of being disciplined. <clears throat> like, did it have value on other things that you do? So now it's like, Oh, I also wanted to eat more greens a week or more vegetables. So you just learn that discipline of, Oh, you know what? I can make the extra time. I'm spending all this time <laughs> reading so many thousands of pages of this literature. So like, did the, the skill, did you develop any skills in taking the time, like sacrificing time to do this? I think that's why I'm talking about boundaries is because it strengthened my self-control and my discipline. Um, yeah. So it's made boundaries easier in my life. And I'm, more driven to accomplish more things because of this new value I've placed in boundaries. Gotcha. So it was a positive experience. Extremely. Okay. All right. 
Did you try to outdo yourself this year and do something even more? No, I I'm actually going to gonna, off? I'm going to read 10 books, which okay. is a big thing because I don't mm-hmm. read really. But um, yeah, I'm going to see how it goes. But um, how far are you into this task? You could read I'm one of Josh's journey. books. <laughs> Josh has got a book. I do. <laughs> Shameless plug. Nice. <laughs> I'm on my second book. Okay. So what is it? I'm reading Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. What's that about? <laughs> it's it's about how to be financially fit. Oh. So we'll see how it goes. That's cool. That's helpful. Which I definitely need a lot of help in that area. <laughs> Wait, oh. if, if you're not in good financial shape, are you financially obese or financially anorexic? I guess you could be either. No. Well, financially obese would be you have lots, lots of, money. of money. Well, don't most. Yes. Like you're gluttonous with your yes. money. Ooh. Oh, okay. So I I'm like fi- I'm financially anemic. Or no, not anemic. Anorexic. I could be anemic so too. <laughs> what? How much do you make a year, Brian? 80000 Yeah, you're full of shit. <laughs> I got school debt, man. PhDs are very expensive. Gee, they, are. <laughs> they are. Especially since you have like six of them. And That's uh, true. <laughs> what would you say... To someone who's struggling setting boundaries. Because um, you obviously did it and were very successful. Yeah. And you did it in your own way. But you obviously must have had some hard points. So there's got to be something that you learned. And whether it's about yourself or anything. Um, something you learned to sort of like how you powered through that. So I used to view boundaries as something that were very restricting. I didn't like them because I didn't like being told what to do. And it really bothered me. Such a rebel. I, and that goes for anyone, right? Yeah, of course. Like Most no people, one, yeah. no Josh one... is the true rebel amongst all of us. No. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be told what to do. So I just shut my ear out to boundaries. But once I realize that there's actually power in boundaries, that I actually end up gaining more freedom because of them, I was totally encouraged to set them. So I think that people need to change their outlook on boundaries and see them as a tool that can actually enhance and expand their life instead of limit it. It's kind of like if you have no boundaries, then you have no reason to go anywhere. But if you have a boundary, you feel like you need to push against it to expand outside of the boundary. It's kind of like a motivation to push the boundaries. If you don't have that, you have no boundaries, you won't do anything. So would you say that having boundaries is like a key ingredient to human development, like developing as a person? Yes, boundaries for sure are, but there's also a lot of like, there's a lot of value in making mistakes and going outside of your boundaries. And because I've for sure made boundaries and crossed them and regretted them, but I learned so much from it. So I still, still enhanced my life. Well, if you think about it, when we're kids and you see kids now and compared to what you had, I think a lot of us, we had pretty firm boundaries as kids so that we, you grow up and you learn, you know, to be normal and not a sociopath. But then you see other examples of young kids who have no boundaries and these parents were like, oh yeah, you can do whatever you want. Um, they turn into little terrors. Yeah, you can, Josh, like, you can light comment. This car <laughs> you light this car on fire if you finish your green beans. Yeah, I know kids like that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's normal behavior, right? But I mean, really, like we as kids and even I used to teach at a high school like like you have and you 
you learn that kids do better and they excel way better. Justin, like you said before, when there's a boundary, they know what that limit is and they can try to push beyond it, not just to test the waters, but to better themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's the point is that you want to better yourself, push the envelope and boundaries, you know, guidelines, whatever you want to call them. Absolutely do that. Right. And you can't forget like some kids are assholes though. Like they're going to do the opposite of what you said just because they can. They want to see what you do. But they should, in theory, grow out learning. of that. They, I'm, in they in theory, yeah. Yeah, and that, well, that's well, true. And I guess that's a key part of growing up, too. Well, and they're testing you to see if they're pushing the boundary <laughs> in the opposite direction has any um, consequence. If they don't have a boundary and they rebel against it and you don't give them any punishment or consequence for their action of, like, rebelling against your boundary, they're just going to learn, oh, I can rebel and nothing bad's going to happen. You get little terrors as kids. But hopefully they grow out of it. And by the time they're, you know, 15, 16, they're not uh, sociopathic. Right. And say like when you grow up, like your parents didn't give you that. Hopefully you learn it on your own when you have the opportunity to make your own mistakes and you see your own consequences. Maybe they're not as a kid in your own household, like getting your phone taken away. But maybe you're in high school and you royally screw up and you get arrested. <laughs> right. Josh Peterson. Possession. What? Uh, oh, I, I, I'm talking I'm about. My, talking no, I'm not talking about Josh. I'm not, oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say. Um, no, I mean, and two, like it's like personal experiences. I think are key to and like teaching other people stuff. And they, they they're not always gonna listen to what you're saying, but like it helps to know like, hey, I've been in this before. Like I know what it is you're going through. And like to to some people, like you know, that makes all the difference. Like knowing they're not alone in some kind of struggle. Is, totally. Yeah. So think back, like going through, you know, middle school, high school, whatever you want to call it. Um, any of the teachers you had who set more boundaries of this homework is due, you can't do it late, whatever it is. If you think back on it now, which teachers or which role models in your life do you have the most respect for? The ones who let you do whatever you want or the ones who set those guidelines on you and taught you the discipline and everything you needed? ones i hated for sure like my i had an english teacher in junior high who um he was he would assign a whole lot of homework like a lot of uh you know a lot of classical reading like i remember he assigned one night the uh, rhyme of the ancient mariner do you ever read that poem nope okay it, it's like i remember like i hated having to read it but then like i look back on it now and i'm like dude that was a deep poem like and i make i make a lot of like metaphors to that poem these days and nobody gets it but um, you know, I, if I wouldn't have read that, like I wouldn't have felt, uh, I wouldn't have been, you know, inspired to write things. That's why I think a lot of people have such admiration for their coaches because with sports, you are forced or sports, anything, dance, music, whatever it is, you are forced to have such a level of discipline. Right. And so growing up, you learn to respect them because they're the ones setting the guidelines they are the ones setting the boundaries and that, you know, bleeds off into your everyday life. Totally. It really does. And unless they unless they don't do it right, because I mean I've I I agree. The teachers that I had growing up, the ones that I most uh ones that I learned from the most and have the most respect for are the ones that set those those hard boundaries in my life. But when I think about like a household, you might have like maybe more of a dictator relationship with your parents mm -hmm. and they yeah they're setting up boundaries for you but they do it in such an unhealthy way 
that it's right. not necessarily beneficial. So I think the way in which one goes about boundaries and sets them is crucial for um for how one follows through and what they do with with boundaries. Same thing could be said of dog owners. <laughs> People who have lax rules with their yes. dog. I'm not looking at you specifically. I'm, well, I, mean, I your, have a your ver- eyes did shift. <laughs> I was looking at you because I saw you were looking at me. I have a very specific person in mind and they're within my own family who will say, oh, I don't want the dogs on the couch, but then they'll get a little piece of meat and feed it to them so that they get on the couch. But then they get mad like, oh, what are you doing on the couch? They have these no rules and they're inconsistent. So oh, people yeah. who will like go and get a dog. Um, my girlfriend's neighbor just got this puppy who's, you know, four months old. The thing cries and whines all day, never gets to go out. The yard is covered in dog poop. And this dog just cries all day because she's gone. There's no boundaries. That person is not someone who should be a dog owner. And I know it's like, oh, dog's kids, they're really different, but they're really not. And the way you raise them, I think to be, you know, well-behaved, obedient, whatever it is, um, you have to set some sort of boundary. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. There's too many irresponsible dog owners out there. Really that Sarah is. McLaughlin commercial brings me to tears. <laughs> no, it brings me to tears every time. I, I almost get to the point where I can't watch it. Yeah. It's really sad. Makes me sad. Like Homeward Bound. Would let their three dogs get out that long, and a cat. A cat can't talk. Cat, yeah, it's cat, ridiculous. Cats don't talk. Yeah, what, what are we? Dogs got it though. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, you have any closing thoughts on this? Um, I'd say boundaries are empowering. People have the perspective that they're very limiting and um, just leaves a bad taste in their mouth. But boundaries are empowering, and they. Uh, bring you to a better place and a place where you want to be and that you actually fulfill the things that you desire. Yeah. Totally. Be disciplined. Discipline. <laughs> Got to have the discipline. <laughs> All right, guys. Big dog comment. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. That's been Topicocalypse. Yeah. You can find us on podcast.com, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, Podbean, Podbean, our host site, iTunes, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Stitcher, <laughs> Stitcher. Yeah, we're that, all those places. We're, we're all... also on social media at Topicocalypse, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email. Twitter. You can email email us at Topicocalypse at gmail dot com. Are we on MySpace? You I are. hope so. Didn't, doesn't <laughs> Justin Timberlake? Didn't he try to bring back MySpace? He should. He could. He brought, oh, he speaking of JT, the halftime show, that was boring. Oh my gosh. Snooze I'm fest. I'm leaving. Hey, he was so nice to that kid, though, who wanted a selfie. Like, he stopped. That's so staged. Day. That kid choked under the pressure yeah, of the Super Bowl. It was actually his nephew that was out there. He's like, hey, we're going to put your kid out here and just. That was his nephew? Yeah, no, I know. Oh, that kid book. clearly, like, who. <clears throat> who was it last year? Bruno Mars and Katy Perry round two? No, no. hey, Bruno Mars. Okay, Katy Perry was. Awful. Yeah. Everyone always says she the, the was good, last, but the one last Left Shark was, was the Lady, best part Lady of that. Gaga yes, was last year. No, but hey, oh, Lady Gaga was all right. Bruno Lady Mars Gaga's like reinvented his career at the Super Bowl. Like He's that amazing. was that was a great performance. I felt bad my for yeah, overhyped, but all right. I felt bad for the Red Hot Chili Peppers though, because they were out there and everyone was giving them crap. Their them. instruments weren't even plugged in. They, yeah, they yeah. No, well, no, no, they, that wasn't their choice. They would not allow them to do it. I know. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for.
what are we? Are we googling? All right, well you're doing that. You can find us on. When Patreon. it comes to getting the best oh. service. Oh. <laughs> Cut it and post. Skip the ad. I can't skip the ad. What are you? Are you doing something? Do we nope. Have to... Nope. Wait. All right, we have a Patreon page. You can find us at Patreon.com/slash/TopicApocalypse. Uh, one day we'll learn how to spell that, and it'll be easier for you to find it. Why don't um, you give it a try right now? Right now. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, Josh Peterson here. This episode of Topic Topicocalypse is brought to you by Humanican Media. Are you getting married? Or are you one of those people who are on the fence about marriage because garbage truck publications like Huffington Post are telling you that statistics show that all marriages end in divorce? Well, I've got some news for you. Love is real and marriage is awesome. I hope to be married one day. Who knows? I might stop watching my crush from the bushes and actually talk to her. And when we get married, do you know what I want? A kick-ass cinematic wedding video, like the ones made by Humanican Media. They shoot in 4K with multiple cameras, so they won't miss a single moment of your special day. And do you know why you should hire them over the hipster videographers who sit in coffee shops and praise Rian Johnson? Because they're skilled and affordable. Check them out at HumanicanMedia.com or send them an email at HumanicanMedia at gmail.com for a free quote.